God can't bless who you pretend to be or who you compare yourself to. He can only bless you in the lane that was created for you. I feel that for somebody. You don't need no edge entity. You need boundaries. What? I don't need your likes. I don't need your validation. All I need is a God fighting for me that says all things. Guess who's busy? It's your girl, SJR, and this is the Woman Evolve podcast. I've missed you, but I said to myself, self, and myself said, don't you fret, it's podcast day, and look at us back in this thing like we never left. And then all was right with the world. Okay, so maybe all isn't right, but it is when we're hanging out together, and I love that we have this time to just come and connect. This podcast episode, gonna be one of your fave. Today's gonna be super dope because I get to kick it with my girl, Kiara Pittman, a fellow podcaster and recent Thanksgiving chef killer, okay, because she killed it last year in the kitchen for the very first time. We had an incredible time. She's already my bestie in my head, but I guess we can share her because this is a sisterhood or whatever. Here we go. Kiara, I have been told that you throw down in the kitchen and you throw down when it comes to laying edges. Is it true or is it false? I need to know. Just tell me. (laughs) Do you cook or was this like I don't usually cook and I'm cooking for Thanksgiving? I cook not. No, randomly. I cook randomly. So it's like a combination of all the things uh, that I learned how to cook over the years. Yeah. What did you enjoy the most that you cooked for Thanksgiving? Hmm. I would say, I, I, okay, I don't bake. Okay. So I made a pound cake for the first time, mm. a lemon pound cake. And it was really good. I was so proud. It was scratch. I had the flour all over my apron. Yeah. I was like, you know what? It was worth it. I'm somebody. That's how I be feeling when I do something. I'm like, <laughs> I'm really somebody out here. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I felt like, wow, y'all really let me cook a whole Thanksgiving dinner. (laughs) Thank you. I I might be doing it. Well, thank you for doing this podcast with me. I threw, I did some throwing down in the kitchen last week as well, but this is not about me. It's about you, okay? Uh, but my fellow's <laughs> co-laborer in the kitchen, thank you for doing this podcast with me. What made you want to be a co-host? Well, I listen to your podcast all the time. I start, I found you mm, maybe during the height of the pandemic. Mm. Um, I joined your Women Evolve, the virtual the virtual. Um, Woman Evolve event and I just fell in love with it and I was like oh my gosh she has a podcast so I started listening to the podcast and I listened to Girl Get Up which I probably listened to that several times (laughs) and I just thought why not why not join you because you're already a friend in my head come on girl okay well then we're going to have a good time (laughs) because I'm looking forward to getting to know you better I have a few show notes, so I know a little bit of your business, but I'm going to hope to get even more in your business during the podcast. Uh, Just so you know, this is going to air the second week of January. It'll air January 12th. So if I talk about 2022, that's why, because that's when our listeners will be plugged into it. Okay. 
<laughs> okay, so Kira, I have a question for you. Last year, in 2021, a woman went viral for using Gorilla Glue for her ponytail. I'm asking you this because you seem like you know a thing or two about hair. Have you ever had a hair tragedy, like something that you were so glad did not end up on Instagram? And what was it? Because now it's going to end up on Instagram. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I have so many hair tragedies. Um, I'm natural. So trying to figure out the twist out, the Ooh. wash and go, I think culturally I skipped that part when they were having a class about <laughs> learning how to twist hair, braid hair. I must have been asleep that day because I've tried to do twist outs. I've tried to use all the products and I've definitely went to sleep thinking I was going to be, you know, super curly girl and woke up looking like mm. some, somebody somebody daddy okay so, I know it didn't work out. let me tell you that reminds me um I got a crochet weave before <laughs> crochet weaves that look as good as they look now because you know crochet weaves are really not new like we was people been crochet weaving for a long time and I got one and it's yes. it was a bad idea it just was not a good idea and I had it for a red carpet event and then they put a hat on top of it and it was just all bad. Ooh. If you see pictures of me from this event, which <laughs> I never post, you can just tell on my face that something has broken me down on the inside. <laughs> but when I got home, I just started cutting it because no, I didn't know how to take it off. So now I have cornrow braids and little fuzz pieces of hair standing up. So when you said somebody's <laughs> daddy, I remember looking like someone's patriarch, okay, <laughs> when it came to a crochet. Shay we you're not alone is what I want you to know this is a safe Ooh. space <laughs> I feel so seen so I have a right question now. okay because you're married right yes how did you did you was it a thing like when you have those moments as a woman where it's like hey for a minute I'm not gonna look like the woman who was on the first date as a matter of fact I'm about to look <laughs> like your homeboy like have you gotten to a stage <laughs> in your marriage where you don't mind those moments where you look like your husband's homeboy or like how does that work um yes I am I frequent that stage often. Um, that's just what it is. We work from home now. So, you know, I can't always be on all the time, but I had the pleasure of being with my husband for 11 years. Uh, we dated very young. So he's seen me basically as a child, you yeah. know, and up until now. So he's been, we've been through a lot. He's seen all the stages. Uh, that's a blessing. I'm, I, yeah. I, obviously, my husband sees me without my wig on, and it ain't nothing but Queen Latifah braids <laughs> up underneath this wig. But I am a little yes. sensitive about like when I take it off. Like if he saw me, like if I go into the bathroom and yank it off, and then he calls me into the room, I, because I, the way you just saw me and who I am now, I just, I'd be like, I just stick my head out like that Kim Kardashian meme. Like just so you know, I'm back to me. So that's that's funny. You guys. Are been together for 11 years what is that like like growing up with someone I think everyone wants to have like the whole you know we were together from childhood story but not many people get it what is that like it is it's different especially now because I don't get the 
uh, a lot of my friends are still unmarried. And so when they talk about like the dating scene, I'm like, wait, what is it? It's a, it's a Tinder y'all fishing on a website. What's going on? <laughs> and so I'm just totally out of the loop when it comes to that. So, um, sometimes I feel out of place when it, when they talk about dating, mm-hmm. but on the flip side, um, I love being with the same person. We had to grow separately. Um, I think that's something that people don't really think about when you are with someone for a long time. You're not the same person that you were, you know, when you're 18 as when you're 30. And so it was a journey to get to this place. But I think I got to really grow with my best friend. That is amazing. Do you ever feel like or maybe early on like did you ever feel like you missed out on something like because I feel like that is something that people battle with when they get married young you know like did you do you do you wish that Jasmine Sullivan could have had some lyrics (laughs) about you in her latest album or do like how do you overcome those feelings yeah absolutely um I definitely feel like I missed out that was a whole section of our relationship we actually dated long distance for five years because I was in the military and he was um in college doing his thing and so during that time I was like you know what do I really need to be with this man you know I'm over here he's over there and it was challenging to kind of keep the relationship going so I think that um for the majority of that time that we spent apart it was me trying to figure out do I want to be long-term with this? You know, him doing the same thing. We ended up breaking up for a little bit of time just because we were trying to figure it out. But I guess it worked out in the end. But uh, I still, in my mind, you know, I got a hotel or two. Come on just, now. It's it's, it, it's, it's, made, it's made up. But it's yeah, imaginary. Imaginary hotels matter too. <laughs> <laughs> or not. I don't know. It's up to you. You decide on your own. <laughs> I'm to keep it. I'm with my sis Jazz. Yes. <laughs> Twenty twenty two. We got a new year, new me, new year, same me. What are you on for twenty twenty two? What are some of your goals and your visions? Mm, so many goals. I think the main thing is New Year consistent me, because I will start something and you know get really excited about it. Next thing you know, I've moved on to something else. And so I'm trying to be super consistent in life because we can't just continue to just be all the things. I got to be consistent with something. And so one of my goals is to just try my best um, to just create my brand, keep my brand flowing and uh, be everything for myself first before I start being all the things for everyone else. One thing I love about Woman Evolve is the community and safe space we've built with one another. I receive countless messages with personal stories ranging from experiences with anxiety and depression to advice on how to settle family conflicts or work through self-esteem issues. I don't have all the answers, but I refuse to leave y'all hanging. Your mental health is too important to me. I want you to start living a happier life today with assistance from BetterHelp. 
As a listener of the Woman Evolve podcast, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com evolve. A safe and private online environment, BetterHelp assesses your needs before matching you with one of their licensed professional therapists. It's also free and easy to change your counselor if you need to in the future. BetterHelp is more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. With the ability to message your counselor at any time, join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. It's convenient, affordable, and confidential. You can join today and start communicating in less than 24 hours and any time after that. Again, that's betterhelp.com slash evolve. I love that. And I think that when you talk about brand building, I believe that that's where so many women find themselves, especially at the top of the year, right? We want to really become more intentional Mm -hmm. about those goals. What birthed Mm -hmm. your brand? Like what, I know that there's like maybe this end result you have in mind, but when did you come to a place where you decided like, I am more than just a person. I have a brand that I want to build. Ooh, Okay. Well, I would say my brand is it's about sisterhood. Um, I have a podcast too. It's called For Realness Sake. And it really came out of a need for myself. I had a dream one night and, um, I, I, okay, first, let me back up. Hold on. So I learned about podcasts like 2018 mm-hmm. and I, I had no idea what they were prior to that. And I was like, oh, podcasts sound cool. So I started listening to one random and I was like, okay, I like this. I went to sleep, had a dream, um, and God gave me the name for realness sake. And I was like, oh, I woke up in the middle of the night and I was like, okay, I got a name for my podcast. And so I just kept kind of kept going with that. Um, and so I cre- the reason why I created it is because I needed a safe space to be able to talk. I'm one of those women who couldn't find my voice for a long time. I was whoever anybody wanted me to be mm-hmm. so if that was if you wanted me to be the funny girl I was a funny girl if you wanted me to be you know mm-hmm. the critical girl I was that I had so many masks and when I realized that none of those things were really me I needed a space to be able to just share who I actually was and that's how for the sake was created and all the women who I spoke with they talk about you know sisterhood they talk about their mental health they talk about relationship failures and successes they just we just kind of talk and and have girl chat and it's been so amazing and so freeing for me and for them man Kira that is so good what you talked about basically just being whoever you needed to be for the room that you were in and Mm -hmm. I know that I can relate to that because at the end of the day I was transforming myself to avoid rejection when someone is constantly Mm -hmm. shape-shifting it's not that they just enjoy being a different person depending on who they're connected to we're trying to avoid rejection and so I wonder when was that idea of trying to avoid rejection Rejection birthed inside of you? Like, when did you first experience mm-hmm. some rejection and then want to avoid it? Uh-uh. I'm going to pause right there because there was There's a pause. sound issue. It's going to be a quick fix, but we wanted to hold on to the question. Hold that right there. Such a good one. Such a good question. Let Kiara marinate on it. Marinate on it. <laughs> Something with the sound. Okay.
I never see me up there. That's cool. Oh, yeah. No, I'm just I never. <laughs> Can we get a quick check from you, Kier? No. Hi, can you hear me? A, B, C, D, E, F, G. We're good. <laughs> can you say the alphabet? A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P. Oh, let's go. Let's go. Q, R, S, T, W, X, Y, Z. We're good. I like it. Had a little stink on it though. I like what you was doing I was, there. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm from I'm from Florida, so you know. Ooh, what part bit. of Florida? Tampa. Tampa. Okay, we mm-hmm. had a good time in Tampa. Okay, stay focused. Okay, stay focused on the question. Okay, okay. have you marinated? You want me to run it back? Or are you good? I'm good. Okay, what's your answer? So, um, funny that you asked that because I was bullied in the ninth grade and that was like my first sort of experience with bullying because prior to that I was in a private school for like the first or no, uh, like the third through the eighth grade, I was in a private school. And so my first real experience in a public school with all the folks, um, was in the ninth grade. And this one girl just really took a disliking to me, I suppose. And she just really laid it on me. I had Mm. never experienced anything like that. It was the first time I think that I had questioned my looks, my character, my clothes. Um, And so from then I was like, oh, I must be doing something wrong. And so that went, the bullying went on for about a year. And she ended up transferring. Thank God. I don't know where she at now, but I still think that it's on site. God hasn't fully healed me from that. So I, I do think I love you. that if I see her, it, it may be on site. But um, so from that, I had to kind of just change who I was or I felt like I had to. And so I was laughing at the jokes. I was, you know, being supportive. Mm. I was doing anything so that people didn't have to see me because I felt like me was wrong and I lost myself. Mm. Okay. So I want to talk about bullying because I feel like in the culture of my family, I won't make it a black culture thing. I'll talk about the culture of my family, at least amongst my siblings. Mm -hmm. Right. Like I feel like bullying was kind of something that we like was, we were just joking with each other, like playing with each other. Mm -hmm. And I feel like the culture of bullying within some family relationships can make a person feel rejected, especially in those formative years. Can we talk about Mm -hmm. how important it is that we see rejection, those forms of rejection, even if they're layered in humor as bullying and also connect the dots to how that can affect our self-esteem and how we show up in the world. And I want to ask you that because I know you're a therapist. And so I'm hoping that you can help us kind of unwind some of these things. Yeah, I think, of course, the first experiences that you have as a child really do shape how you become as an adult. It's your core feelings, your core values. I usually like to relate those feelings to, I don't know if you ever saw that movie, um, Inside Out. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and Yeah, and how, you know, she the, the little girl, she was able to, you know, see her family value and her friends and the things that she really held dear. 
And so likewise, it's like that for us where when we get to experience rejection, even from our family, it's like, instead of joking about it or laughing, it's almost taken super personally. Like, what does that mean about me? You know? And um, maybe if you didn't think that something was wrong with you for me, I never thought that I had any like crazy looking features or anything like that. But once, you know, it was pointed out by other people, I was like, oh, well, maybe I do. So now I find myself looking in the mirror, trying to make sure that this looks right. Um, And I think the same can be said for kids, whether in a joking way or not. I mean, I'm black, you know, I come from a culture of that too, where we talk about each other all the time. It's, it's a term of, it's a form of endearment. It's love, right. In a sense, but everybody doesn't joke the same. Yeah. And so I think for parents or, you know, closer families to be mindful of that because it sounds funny in the beginning or, you know, but they could take it a little bit deeper and it could hurt. Words do hurt. Because I trust that this is a judgment-free zone, I'm going to share a secret with you. I love signing up for free trials. Okay, that's it. That's the secret. Seriously, I haven't met a free subscription that I didn't like. Oh, but I have met plenty that I have forgotten to cancel before the trial period ended. If you're like me, and I'm pretty sure you are, sis, you need help ending these subscriptions too. So let me put you up on game. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't need, want, or simply forgot about. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions with one tap. Listen to me when I tell you, sis, don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash Woman Evolve. Go right now. Truebill.com slash Woman Evolve. It could save you thousands a year. Featured in Forbes, The Wall Street Journal, and Fortune, Truebill has earned thousands of five-star reviews. Truebill has over 2 million users and helped them save over $100 million. On average, people save up to $720 per year with Truebill because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel. Truebill makes it incredibly simple. I love Truebill and a good testimony like Jennifer B. who says, with Truebill's help, our family saved $587 per year on unnecessary subscriptions. I really didn't understand how Truebill could help me until we decided to save for a very large home purchase. I use Truebill and you should too. What are you waiting for? Become a member at Truebill.com slash Woman Evolve. Your Truebill concierge is there when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to. I did a podcast with a woman who talked about how her uncle used to just like call her ugly, like, hey, ugly, hey, ugly. And he Mm -hmm. was like, he wasn't trying to call her ugly, but that is what she received. And so she grew up thinking that she Mm -hmm. was ugly. It is possible to have bullying in your family, but that bullying is masquerading as joking. It's masquerading as that's just what we do. That's just a part of our culture. But then we have people who are taking those jokes. They're taking those cultural moments back home and changing the way they see themselves how do we undo the labels that have been unfairly and abusively placed on us from family members Mm, that's that's a good question I think what I've done I really didn't get a lot of that from my family 
but I have clients who have experienced that. And what I always say first is to acknowledge that it is a feeling for you. Because a lot of times people would try to dismiss that thought or that feeling or, oh, that's just my family or, oh, they didn't mean it or I know it was a joke, but really it hurts. So first, let's give the feeling a word. Let's acknowledge it. And once we do that, we need to put an emotional boundary there because I don't want this to hurt me the same anymore. And so while I'm healing, let's not have that sort of connection when it comes to me talking to you about my feelings or when it comes to sort of expressing my hurt to you, because right now I don't know if you're in space to hear me. Wow. Right. And so I think that's always a good place to start. Um, and then once they kind of break down their own feeling process and what, how it hurt and what happened, um, then maybe they can communicate with their family member if they feel like it's necessary then. That is so good because at the top of the year, so many of us are wondering, how do I change myself and change the way that I interact with the world around me? And you used a word that I don't think I've ever heard before, but that emotional boundary. Of course, I've heard boundaries, mm -hmm. but specifically emotional boundary. What is an emotional boundary and how do you create it? Oh, OK. So emotional boundaries, I think, are my specialty now because I've had to create so many of them. <laughs> <laughs> but I think at, at its core, it's just I think a lot of hurt that we experience comes from the expectation from the other person. Right. Mm. And so it's not always that mm, what they did hurt you is that the expectation was for them to do something different. And that hurt because you thought yeah. they were going to do something different than what they've always done. Mm -hmm. And so you essentially hurt your own feelings. And so what I think the emotional boundary comes in is saying that I'm not going to allow this person to have control over my emotion or how I see them or how I want them to be my expectations of them. And so while you're healing, it's important to put a block there because when you're, as you know, when you heal, you're kind of all over the place. Once you learn something new in therapy or when talking to your friends, you're like, you know what, let me call them and tell them how yeah. <laughs> they hurt my feelings or what they did to me. And it's like, no, because you're in a space of feeling, but maybe they're not. And so putting that boundary there allows you the time to heal without feeling like you owe them an explanation or continuing to hold them to an exp expectation that they can't and may never meet. So, Kiara, you're telling me that my healing doesn't require an announcement because if we're honest, low key, some of us are healing for the sake of an announcement. I want to heal so that I can go back and tell you, look at me, I healed. And what you did to me didn't really hurt me and look at me thriving. But you're telling me that if I'm going to heal, it needs to be for the sake of healing alone and not to prove anything to anyone. And I don't like that. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I got to tell you, though, because that's what it's about. And I also want to say, let's not make healing our only identity because mm. we are so much more than that. Like it, when people are healing, it's like, oh, I, I'm just trying to fix myself. But in the midst of fixing yourself, in the midst of healing, you're still a person. You still are allowed to love. You're still allowed to, you know, self-care, still allowed to be out with people. So just kind of mm -hmm. embrace healing as a part of your journey and not your entire journey. 
Well, if you wanted to read us for filth, you could have just said that. Because, like, listen, we can do one thing at a time. And now you're telling us we can do all of these things. And I feel empowered and seen at the same time. What made you want to become a therapist and you specialize in addiction? What made you choose that particular path? So I don't specialize in addiction. Okay. But that was my first that was my first um introduction to being a therapist so what happened what had happened was <laughs> I didn't even know I wanted to be a therapist um I was in the military at the time and I was trying to get to Jacksonville because like I said my husband and I were long distance for like five years and so I was trying to get to Jacksonville he was going to be able to transfer there and it was going to be you know great and so the only way that I could transfer to Jacksonville is if I went special programs in the military, which was addictions counseling. Mm. And so it was like this long, drawn out process, like 10 weeks, uh, put you in the mind of like a, a sped up master's course. Wow. And so I didn't know anything about therapy before that. And they put me through the ringer. They, you know, called me out. They told me I was fake. They said, I need to take my mask off because I'm not going to help anybody um, until I help myself. Oh, yeah, they read me <laughs> down. They read me down. And um, through that, I learned so much about myself. I ended up being able to go to Jacksonville. I did addictions counseling for three years. And in the midst of that, I got my bachelor's degree in human services. And then I realized that I don't have to do this uh, in the military for my whole life. Yeah. <laughs> There's other options for me. Um, and so I saw that some of my supervisors had master's degree in social work and they were, you know, therapists and things. And so I took a leap of faith. Um, I applied to one school. I got into that school, USF in Tampa. I got out the military. I did the program. I didn't want to do therapy. When I got there, I was like, oh, I'm just going to do hospice because God called me to the old people. So I'm just going to help them on their journey to heaven. And that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> and in the midst of that, I pivoted again. And um, I started doing therapy. I, I went to a bereavement um, internship. And I was like, oh, okay. I like this. And long story short, I graduated, got my first clinical outpatient therapy job, and here I am. It seems like what you did out of convenience slash necessity for making your relationship work actually turned into purpose for you, which is really encouraging because a lot of people feel like everything in my life is kind of random right now. Will I ever discover purpose? And yet we miss the reality that purpose is hidden in the very now, the very present that we're living in now, just because you don't know what your pres your purpose is now. It doesn't mean that your purpose isn't present in your life. You just follow the breadcrumbs to what is available what is important what does matter and purpose you have an encounter with purpose from there that's what happened with you seems like yeah yeah absolutely I did not know what I wanted to do I didn't think I could do anything I was mm. you know I joined the military because it was easy not because I thought that you know I wanted to serve my country or anything like that sorry to say but it's the <laughs> truth um it was just something to do and um through that I learned so much about who I was and mm. really who I wasn't um in that process and yeah it got me here 
I've always loved cooking and sometimes I enjoy cooking fancy meals. So I said to myself, self, we should document this, but child, these photos weren't giving, okay? The meals were fancy, but the photos weren't giving what need to be gave. I wasn't worried though, because I knew with the help of Skillshare's photography classes, I'd be capturing the best angles to show off how good my gourmet meals look in no time. As a sponsor of this Woman Evolve podcast episode, Skillshare wants you to explore your creativity at Skillshare.com slash evolve and get a one month free trial of premium membership. Whether you're just curious or fine tuning something you're already good at, Skillshare has classes that will help you evolve creatively. Skillshare is for lifelong learners from beginners to masters. Let me guess. Hmm. You're interested in graphic design or marketing. Nope, I've got it. You're multi-hyphenate, ready to dabble and explore all of the things. Sis, that's perfect. On Skillshare, you'll find graphic design and marketing classes, as well as classes in creative writing, freelancing, web development, and so much more. All of the classes are on demand and most are under 60 minutes. As a Skillshare member, you'll have the freedom and flexibility to watch and learn at your own pace while creating hands-on projects that you'll be proud of. Start exploring today on Skillshare.com slash evolve for a one-month free trial of premium membership. I'm always glad when there's a therapist on the show because when we have advice questions, I no longer feel responsible for saying the right thing and anything I say wrong, you can clean up. So <laughs> if I give you terrible advice, uh, whoever sent this question, you know, Kiara is going to fix it. I'm going to go first so Kiara can fix anything that I say. So here's our question. It says, hey, TT, hey, which I am auntie status now and I'm learning to embrace it. Ooh. It's my truth. Okay. So chow. Okay. I'm 23 and I can admit that I have trust issues along with abandonment issues. I always feel like I can't trust nobody and I do mean nobody with my feelings, with my vulnerability or with any personal information. And I feel like that is hindering me with a relationship. And yeah, (laughs) that makes me super lonely because I'm usually the go-to friend for everyone, but I don't have anyone I can go to when I need someone. And I get it. I'm not a good communicator as well, but how do you think I should navigate this? I hate to feel needy and alone but it's really hard for me to be vulnerable and open up anyway I love you I call you TT in my head well hey niece listen um (laughs) you've said a lot here and because Kier is here to fix anything I say I'm going to shoot my shot and then I'm going to turn you over to the good doc okay um okay (laughs) so Uh, You said, I always feel like I can't trust nobody with my feelings and that it is hindering me in a relationship, which I have to tell you, relationships thrive off of vulnerability and intimacy. So you're right. It is hindering you from having the very relationships that you need. You said that you don't want to feel alone and needy. And I want you to know that as a human, you were not meant to do life alone, to feel like you need someone else's support, someone's love, someone's encouragement. Those are all natural things that you should have had access to. Now, maybe you didn't have them when you had when you were growing up. And because you didn't have them growing up, now you have tried to teach yourself and coach yourself that you no longer need them. And I'm telling you that the story 
that you're telling yourself is not true. You do need to have connection. You do need to have valuable relationships and you do need a safe space where you can practice vulnerability. So my suggestion to you is that you should practice vulnerability within yourself. That the first place, the first person who's gonna hold your heart, hold your feelings, hold your emotions, it's you. And so to begin to dig dig into your own emotions, it's so funny, I was just having this conversation about feelings. I have a feelings wheel. When I'm (laughs) feeling something, I'm like, what is this? It feels foreign. I go to my feelings wheel and then I mark it. I'm like, okay, this is what happiness feels like. This is what sadness feels like. This is what grief feels like. And those are just like the big words. It's all kinds of emotional vocabulary words that I am yet being exposed to. This is what optimism feels like. This is what gratitude feels like. Girl, it's words out here to help us with these feelings. And I'm going to need you to tap into them because you cannot express to anyone what you do not first comprehend for yourself. So tap into your own feelings, your own emotions, practice them, get to know yourself so that you know what you're offering someone else. And there may be people in your life who you can open up to, but you can't open up to them unless you have opened up. So practice with you, allow it to overflow into safe spaces that can honor those feelings and emotions. Everyone's not meant to hold them. But once you do have someone, allow there to be a beautiful exchange instead of you just being the one that's holding everyone up. Anything I fix, care is about to fix. So here you go. I think that was perfect. Honestly, I mean, you said everything. Vulnerability definitely starts with you. You cannot expect for anybody else to hold your feelings to a higher higher standard than what you hold them for mm. yourself, right? A lot of times I think people will say things like, oh, well, it doesn't matter. Well, if you don't think it matters, then, you know, why should I? And so I think you said it perfectly. Learn yourself, know yourself, give yourself that space. What Mm -hmm. you said about no one will have the ability to hold your emotions to a standard that you don't hold them to is like, a sermon unto itself because a lot of times we're like why don't you care about my feelings it's like why don't you care about your feelings if you cared about your feelings and started making some decisions to no longer feel this way and creating boundaries to make sure that you're not in this position then someone would get a revelation by how you show up for yourself and that's a word we want people let me tell you something I'm talking to somebody who are you you want someone to come in and care more about your feelings than you care about them to get to make them feel valid, to make you feel safe, to make you feel protected. And that is once again, handing over your identity, your being into someone else's care and then being upset when they fail you. But if you set the tone, the Mm -hmm. only thing that someone else can do is start to learn to dance to this rhythm or get off the dance floor. Okay. That was for free. I don't know who you are. (laughs) I love that. Yes. Either own it or get off the dance floor. Okay. okay. Here we are. This is my <laughs> rhythm. Kier, before we close out, do you have anything for me? Any questions I can answer? Any, you know, thing that I can talk to you about with my life for the new year? Man, I honestly, I'm just happy to be here. I, I put in this email to you as a just, you know, thought, I was like, let me just go ahead and email Pastor Sarah and let's see, you know, what happens. And just the fact that I'm sitting here with you is all the confirmation that I need Mm -hmm. for myself. And I just, I love everything that you do. I don't want to cry because I'm a crier, Uh but I'm so grateful to be here. 
Yeah, don't so cry. Don't cry because I'm not emotionally mature enough to handle when people cry. That's not my <laughs> thing. <laughs> Kira. I, I will cry. Oh, are you a crier? I am a crier, but I will cry. Keep moving. It's, it's natural for me. You know, we'll <laughs> cry laughing and use the bathroom all at the same time. It's all good. I love it. Kier, <laughs> let me tell you something. I love what you're doing for other women. I love the safe spaces that you are creating. I love that so many of the Woman Evolve listeners are now going to become <laughs> for realness sake listeners because they've been exposed Ooh. to what you're doing. So thank you for answering your call and saying yes and for spending this time with me. I really enjoyed you thank you so much take care you too bye Bye. i knew it kiara you are so so dope i could just tell that we were going to have an incredible time sis thanks so much for kicking it with me today and sharing your wisdom delegation she kept the seat warm for you and now it's on you to be my next co-host send us an email to podcast at womanevolve.com you can also submit advice questions to that email and i'll try my best to suppress my inner eve and allow my inner mary to answer your questions Okay, this was fun. Let's do it again next week. Same time, y'all with that and the week after that and the one after that. You see what I'm saying. See y'all next week.